What's up, everybody? This is episode 19 of the One Question Podcast, where each week we address some of life's most difficult questions, one question at a time. I'm David, joined by my co-host, Lindsay. Hey, everyone. And today we're with Pastor Kerry. What's up? Hey, what's up, everyone? We are so excited for today's episode. So excited. So excited. Talking about one of my favorite topics, but we won't get there yet. Um, Whether you're listening or watching, we are so excited that y'all joined us, found us, are friends with us, and going to be sitting here with us as we have this conversation. Um, Maybe you're curious about who God is and why this all matters. We're glad you're here. Maybe you are new to your faith in Jesus. or maybe you've been following Jesus a long time, wherever you're at in your journey, our hope with this One Question podcast is really that you're able to take a step forward in that relationship and a step toward God. And so today's question, what could it be? Today's question, will God stop loving me? Are you asking for yourself, like you, David? Like, (laughs) will God stop loving David? I'm asking for a friend. Uh, Yeah. No, and I think that what that boils down to is, and what the question kind of gets at is, do we do things that make God hate us, you Mm. know? Mm -hmm. Or Um, stop loving us, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we can start pretty easily with, I mean, there are tons of verses that talk about God's love, Um you know, John three sixteen, one of the most popular ones. We just talked about this on our last podcast, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his son for us. So I think that we first can establish that God does love us. It says so in the Bible. It does. It yeah. does. The Bible tells told me, me so. so. The Bible <laughs> told me so. You know, and that really comes down to understanding how do we know that God loves us? Uh, I, I think sometimes as Christians, we can say, oh, the Bible tells me so. Well, if you don't believe in the Bible, Correct. that's kind of yeah. a hard, <laughs> that's kind of a hard proof right there. And so as Christians, we really hold to the the testimony that the Bible gives, which is that God came as a man, Jesus, and demonstrated his love. It's not just like a story told me this, but God himself demonstrated his love in that uh, he took the place of sinners so that we could be in relationship with God. And so there's an aspect of love that I think we have to be settled on first, and that's that love is demonstrated, and it's demonstrated by God towards us. Mm. And so we can sometimes take this perspective with this question, will God stop loving me? That there are things that I do to either earn God's love or not earn God's love. And that to me would be the first thing that we have to, to answer there then is, can we earn God's love? Is that something that, that we do enough good things and fill up the good bucket mm. And that's how we get God's love. And as we start emptying out the good bucket into the bad bucket, then God's love goes away. The love meter starts going this way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, assuming that God is real and that God does love me, uh, why why would God? Like, why would God create us just to have more work to do? Because loving people is hard. So why does God love me? Loving people is very hard. Yeah. It involves a choice. And, and, you know, to your point, loving people is hard. What is it that makes loving people hard? Oftentimes, people do things that I don't like or that are incongruent with my worldview or system of beliefs. And so uh, I think sometimes we look at God's love as the way that we as humans interact. And uh, 
what what as Christians we would say is that while we are striving to live lives that reflect God's love, uh, we lack the perfection of God to be able to love other people in that way. And so God's love is not necessarily dependent upon our actions. God's love is dependent upon who he is and the love that he has for us. Uh, And I love the perspective that the Apostle Paul takes in the book of Ephesians. He says, for we are God's masterpiece. He created He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. And so we get a picture throughout scripture time and time again that we are a special creation to God. He's given us a partnership in creating new things. In the beginning of scripture, he says to man, he says, you get to name things. We're the only creatures that get to actually have a role in the creation process. And so there is a very special relationship as we're created in his image and understand that we are his masterpiece, that there's something about God that he chooses to love us. And so when we think about choice, choice doesn't really always have to do with I earn it or I don't earn it. Mm -hmm. I think another way to answer that question too, of why does God love me? You know, David, you have three kids. Hopefully you love them all equally. (laughs) If not, you know, kids, hope you're not listening. <laughs> you know who you are, my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, when you think of the things you love, you probably love your house, you love surfing, you love these things, but like the love you have for your kids, there's nothing they can do or not do. You started loving them the day they were born, even though they cost you money and cost you sleep and cost you this and that. Like you simply love them because of who you are in their your role with them. And I think... That's the same way with God of why does he love us? It's just because of his character. It's nothing we can bring or Mm -hmm. offer to him. So can God stop? Like, can he just say, I'm done with, done with you. I don't, I don't have anything more to do with you. Can I, can he stop loving me? So short answer to that is no. And the reason is God has already demonstrated the full extent of his love to you in the person of Jesus. His willingness to give up what was most sacred, most important to him and his only son Mm -hmm. is that demonstration of his love to you and to me and to Lindsay and to everyone else who's listening to the podcast today. And so that love is secured from God to us now. That doesn't mean that we have to accept God's love. And this is one of the interesting principles about love and just what it is by nature. Love by nature has to have choice. Mm. And so God can't make you love him back. Uh, Just like if you think about anyone in your life who maybe you had a crush on uh, as a little kid, like you couldn't make that person love you. Even if you tried and wrote, Brett, a lot of love letters. Right. Even even if you tried and and tried to do that, you can't (laughs) force someone to love you. And the same, the opposite is true. No one has ever forced you to be able to love them. Uh, And so choices is part of what love is so that it is actually love. And so while we cannot, we cannot have God stop loving us, we can choose to not accept 
that love, sure. just like uh, many of those people who Lindsay wrote to chose not to. <laughs> what do you mean many? <laughs> chose there not were many. To, <laughs> chose not to accept that love. And, and so that's, I think sometimes we get into this question and John Wesley, who's actually a great founder of the uh, Christian faith, great preacher uh, in the 17, 1800s, he really wrestled with the security of his salvation. Mm. How do I know that I'm secure in God's love? And he kind of wrestles with this back and forth through the early part of his life until he realizes, wait, what God's done is already done. It's simply my responsibility now to respond to that love. Will I accept his love or will I push his love away? So that eternal security, I know last episode we dealt with heaven, that eternal security, it is there from God to us. It's a matter of will I accept his love into my life? Mm. And I think that is so pivotal for us to know and to realize is that it is okay and it's normal to wonder about our salvation and to be scared or to have moments of, am I really saved if I'm still sinning in my life? And so, you know, I think that's kind of where this question came from is, will God stop loving me? Is like, will I lose God's love like will I is there something I can do but continuing to understand there's nothing we can do to earn or lose um and so maybe you're listening and you recently decided to follow Jesus and thought that you would be a perfect person now you know is that true by any means not the case and and but does that mean we've lost God's love if we make mistakes I don't think so at all yeah I, I would say no one thing I do want to address though is fear we have to understand fear is not from God. And mm. so if you are at a place uh, in your life where you are, you are experiencing fear of those things, uh, Scripture tells us that, that perfect love drives out all fear. And so if you're at a place where you're in a, a, a doubting, a fearful of I'm going to lose my salvation, our scriptures are very clear to say that doesn't come from God. We actually have an enemy who would want to plant within you the idea that God doesn't love you, who wants to create that doubt in your mind that, that God's love is not real and that what Jesus has already done isn't actually true. And so I would encourage you, if you are a new believer and you're experiencing that, you have within you the power of the Holy Spirit to just put a stop to that and say, I know that fear is not of God this coming from somewhere else. And so in the name of Jesus, stop mm-hmm. and turn to the love that God has for you that he's already demonstrated for you. That's great. Yeah, when I knew we were going to be talking about this today, the first verse that came to my mind was from Romans 8, you know, and it talks about, I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present or things to come, height nor depth or anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So it's not just separate us from God, but separate us from his love. Mm. And I love that it's mm-hmm. specifically, you know, there could be a million words there, but it, they chose to say nothing separates us from his love. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's great. That's great, great promise for sure. And a great promise, you know, there will be those times in life where we do feel that fear 
creep in. And one of the great practices of the Christian faith is to be able to use God's word as a defense in those times. Mm -hmm. And so if you're new to the faith, we encourage you memorize some scripture. This might be the one you need to memorize (laughs) right now uh, so that it is God's word hidden in your heart uh, that you can speak directly to the fear in that moment to say, no, I know God's promise is that nothing will separate me from his love. Mm -hmm. That's great. So talk to us a little bit about, I know we've been talking about God's love um, and choosing that, but what if we don't choose God? Like, does God only love Christians? Does he only love people that choose him? Well, again, going back to your motto of turning to the Bible, Romans 5, 6 through 8, you see, at just right, right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. And very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die but God demonstrates his own love for us in this while we were still sinners Christ died for us so I think God loves everybody regardless of whether you've decided that you believe in him even he's right there and always there for you yeah absolutely God's the starting point of God's love is actually before anyone believes in Jesus. Mm. The starting point of God's love is just the nature and character of who he is. Uh, and so that then carries over to us as people, whether we know Jesus or not. It's it's love to all humanity because we are his created masterpiece and workmanship. I love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what is then the difference, if God loves everyone, what is the difference between God's love and the love we experience among each other? Because maybe, you know, someone's listening and they're like, yeah, I haven't decided to follow Jesus. I don't really feel his love yet, but I, my dad loves me a lot and my wife loves me a lot. My kids love me a lot. And that seems like enough. That's nice love. Like, why mm-hmm. do I need God's love or what's so much greater about God's love? Yeah, I, I would just say back to the last week's episode about heaven, like God's love is that entrance point into eternity with him and an eternity of being loved. Uh, One of the things that we experience here on earth is people do choose against love, but God by his character and nature can't choose against love because by definition he is love. So the love we experience here on earth, and we've all experienced this at some point, is a love that people will choose against. And they'll say, maybe I loved you at one point, but now I don't. And so there's a very conditional nature to that. But that's because we are not inherently by character love, whereas God is And while we're created in that same image, and that's what we're destined for as the Holy Spirit is renewing us to be more in the image of God, that won't happen until we are made perfect in heaven with God to where we will love in that way at that time. But right now, we are imperfect. We are marked by sin, uh, which was a choice that we made to stop loving. Right. And and I just think about the unconditional nature, the fact that no matter what, and I I go back to what you were talking about with my kids. My kids can do anything, anything, and whatever they do, I'm still going to love them. I may not like them very much at the time, (laughs) and I may disagree with what they're doing, but no matter what, I'm still going to love them, and I think that's only a fraction of Mm -hmm. the love that God has for us. And I think that that in itself is so reassuring, um, the idea that, if that's just a little taste of what we feel, 
and how powerful that could be, just imagine how much that means that God loves us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so speaking to one more different type of audience, there may be people, and I know I've gone through seasons where I feel like God doesn't love me, and I, I feel that. So what would y'all say to someone who might be listening or watching following Jesus or not, who's like, I just don't feel like God loves me, whether it's because I've made a poor decision or I haven't been in my Bible lately or I haven't been around God for whatever reason, they don't feel like God loves them. I love this question because it is... Can I lose your love for this question? (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) Um, The reason I love this question is I think it speaks so to the current day and age and culture in which we live, in which feelings and emotion drive so much of what we see and experience in the world. Uh, And scripture clearly speaks to this. I love Jeremiah 17, 9. Uh, The scripture tells us that the heart is deceitful above all things. It's pretty deceitful. That so so think of that verse that the idea of your heart being deceitful first means that sometimes I'm going to have feelings that aren't actually true. Mm. That they're going to be shaped by emotions and you know whether that's hormones going on inside, whether that's chemical imbalance, whether that's things that have happened to me, my heart itself is going to lie to me but but really let's lean into that first it's deceitful above all things like there are a lot of deceitful things there are a lot of deceitful things in the world And, and so i think we live in a day and age where the mantra is trust your heart Follow your heart. Follow your heart. It's going to lead you to that perfect destiny that you have. Uh, and and I, I just want to say to people, um, your God loves you, and he has way better things for you than your deceitful heart will lead you to. Mm-hmm. Your deceitful heart uh, will shape you into a place where you are not feeling or experiencing God's love because you have moved yourself outside of God's love. You've made the choice. And as we've talked about earlier in this podcast, God's already demonstrated his love to the extent, to the full max to you. This is simply how close am I willing to get to Jesus to experience that love? And unfortunately, when we say things like, oh, follow your heart, your heart oftentimes, if God's located in one place, right, your heart will walk you literally away from God. And so when we say, I don't feel God's love, that's perhaps more a statement about me than it is about God. And it should be a reminder to me, oh, if I'm not feeling God's love, there's perhaps a proximity here where God hasn't moved, but maybe I've moved. And maybe as I can move back closer to Jesus, maybe those feelings will come. But I can also rest assured in the fact that his love has already been demonstrated to its fullest extent. And so I never have to doubt his love, even if I may not, quote, feel it emotionally right in the moment. Yeah, That's great. I think that's awesome. Well, you guys, we're, we're so grateful that y'all have stuck around for this conversation. Um, David, Pastor Carrie, thanks for being here and just Absolutely. having a good open conversation about just that trust we can have in God's love. And I think that's my biggest takeaway is just this idea that we can trust that God's love is there, that it's not 
something we can lose or earn, um, but it is always on us and we can rest in that love. Um, hey, if y'all have any other questions that maybe came up in this conversation or if you've gone about your life day to day, we would love to hear a question from you. Just email us one question at beachchurchjacks.com and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you.